I might sneeze. Ooh. Ooh, I might <laughs> sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the perfect way to start. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Just, Just Haunted, Haunted House Things. Things. All right. All right. So uh, I guess uh, today, today, I'm going to lead it. Yeah. This is exciting. I know. I feel like this is your wheelhouse. This, the, Yeah. To be fair, this is. You, you are, I, I will like, uh, secede is that, I think I'm using the right word to, uh, you in most haunted house oh, information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I used a big word all by myself, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say when it comes to story and character development, that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, you're, you're pretty good at that. Yeah. I'm a yeah. draw a lot of inspiration. Yeah. Do a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do have like you know, story I can deal with, but character development, like it, like personal, like mm-hmm. actor wise. Yeah. Like that's all you. Yeah. Like I can draw the map. Yeah. And then you set the tone. Like you do, you do a really good structural. Yeah. Setup. Yeah. But it's like without the, without a good structural setup, you can't have a good story and you can't have good development of character. Right. Um, so without that to start, everything else you just kind of screwed on right yeah so we're going to talk today about uh story and character development good and bad and things we like and things we don't like that we have seen or have heard about yeah yeah um it's gonna be fun i like i'm excited for this one me too um so what courtney Mm. do you think is a good like basic story for like a haunted house just like a general a general like what's your favorite type of story for any haunted house Oh man and it's like it could be anything it could be like that's a specific or like genre type i'm always a fan of like old time like abandoned like hotels um those are fun and like anything to do with like I don't know, 1930s vibes. Yeah, like older. Like, I, I, yeah, so I I watch a lot of walkthroughs on YouTube. Yes, yes, you do. I, I <laughs> <laughs> some might say it's obsessive, um, or or passionate. Or, yeah, it, it it really depends on the way you look at it. Depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so I was looking at Knott's Berry Knott's Berry Farm, aka Not Scary Farm, right now because they just opened. Mm-hmm. I think on Friday. Uh, so that was like the 16th or whatever. Yeah. And they had a haunt that was like a carnival slash like hypnotist type thing. Mm-hmm. Or wait, or am I getting too confused? No, they had one called Mesmer. So, okay. and it was like 19, like 30s, 1920s kind of vibe. And there was like a hypnotist and you go through and the further you go through, like, the more intense it gets. Yeah. It was really cool. They had some really cool elements to it. And like those kind of things I really dig Yeah, because it's taking something simple from our past and like making it look like something that would be like really, really, you know, not scary. Yeah. Like, Hey, (laughs) (laughs) take something that's like totally harmless. And then like really spinning that into like this deep, dark, 
story. Yeah. Um, and they had these really cool elements. I'm going to be a nerd about the design for a second. Of course. But they had a really simple element where they had like a mirror room. Yeah. And then, but in the middle of it, they had like these mirrors that were spinning. Ooh. So you would walk through and it was like a kind of a square shape. But the mirrors in the center were spinning, so you couldn't tell which way to go. Yeah. Because the light was changing constantly. It was so dope. <laughs> and I just think, like, simplicity in those forms is really good. Anyways, that's my rant. Also, what, like, what I really like about that that type of haunted house, too, is mm -hmm. the realism that comes from it. Because it is, like you said, based on our past. Yeah. So it's it's almost scarier as you walk into those houses. Yeah. Because you're like... Oh, people actually lived in this time, especially yeah. in the 20s and the 30s where, like, we talk about Wild West, but, like, things went down back then. Yeah. Not that we know personally because we weren't there, but, like, but stories. Stories went down and, like, crazy things happened because there wasn't as much. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, like, like shootings were more frequent and, like, like realistic scary things were happening more so without a solution at right, the end right. without a resolve right um a little bit more lawless exactly yeah that's the word i was looking for and it's um it, and when you take that into nowadays it's the realism of like well things like this kind of actually did happen mm -hmm. so how can one say that it won't necessarily happen today mm -hmm. and then you put yourself in that situation so it kind of for me makes the fear a little bit more like heightened a little more real yeah mm -hmm. like i love those type like victorian style mm -hmm. i love that kind of mm -hmm. story because we don't have any real evidence of what happened back then so it's like maybe some guy did try to like summon demons in his basement <laughs> and like yeah and all of a sudden he's like possessed but his neighbors don't know and they're just yeah. like think he's gone nuts yeah um which i mean if we really want to dive into the clinical side of things is maybe he actually did have a mental breakdown and then yeah. people are blaming that on to like a possession, a possession of some kind. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you might have leeches in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and the only way to solve that is to uh, drain you out and put some cocaine in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Just some of the, okay. Yeah. We, we, that's a whole different. That's episode. a whole other meandering story yeah. we're not going to get into. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think that like my favorite type is like, it's one of two and I, they're probably, they're very different. Mm. Um, it's either going to be like the Victorian style, mm -hmm. like older house, like realistic families who maybe just broke or like the Amityville horror style mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. it's like one person just like murdered everyone. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I want to find out what made this house make a family go crazy. Right. Or on the complete flip side, it's like demonic yeah. hell. Yes. Mostly because, you know. You have history with that. I am an inner goth <laughs> kid forever for life. And yeah. uh, I I love the idea of like demons mm. rising mm. from below mm. and coming into our world, whether mm. they are looking like humans and just demons below or you actually like can see a demonic creature in like front of you ethereal being of yes. sorts yes yeah i do like the inhuman uh being type trope mm -hmm. that can be utilized throughout many different haunts yeah. um i do like that because like literally anything you could think of you can make awful oh 100 and like <laughs> if anyone walked through my nightmares <laughs> 
they would see some pretty messed up stuff. So, I mean, like, if you put that in a haunt, I would be dead. Oh, yeah. And, like, I know other people who have have messed up dreams. So anything that's, like, outer, out of this world, like, yeah. beings, people will be terrified of. Yeah. And, yeah. I used to have this dream. It was a reoccurring, horrific nightmare. Mm-hmm. And not really like it's kind of a haunted house because of the way that it presented itself mm-hmm. it was um it was like i was at a school and we were doing one of those overnight um sleepover things stay up as late as you can and it wasn't even my school at the time but um i just remember specifically all the lights went out right and all of a sudden there was a murderer in this school and we're trying to find out and of course you have parent volunteers and my my dad in the dream was volunteering for right. this thing and somehow i end up in a hallway and it's a dark hallway with the windows on the side and the moonlight shining into the lockers. Okay. And you have the outline of Super the cinematic. windows. Oh, 100%. My dreams always. Of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember just like looking down the hall, like turning around and looking down the hall. Mm-hmm. And of course, my brain does like the auto zoom in and there's my dad. Yeah. And I was like, dad. And then all of a sudden, like from behind, a murderer comes and like kills him. And I was like, no. And then it does the... I don't know the technical, but it does the zoom out. Yeah. Um. Of like, and then like vertigo happens, and you, okay. and like I'm just like no, and I had that reoccurring dream. Oh my god. For probably three months in oh a my row, god. and then it and then it it just stopped. Just out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, and I have no idea where it came from. But hmm. I would end up using that later on, and when I would try to like freak people out in a haunted house and I would see someone who like looked like my dad I would start screaming at them dad no he's right behind you he's gonna kill you and it would freak these guys out because they're like one I'm I'm not your dad I'm not your dad I'm not your dad (laughs) and two uh who's gonna kill me yeah 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 that would be effective yeah it was it was like you said cinematic but like Mm. I was able to draw from my horrific nightmares as a child and bring that into my character development later on for sure (laughs) yeah wow yeah yeah I don't I don't know if I ever told my dad that so dad if you're listening surprise (laughs) (laughs) sorry dad sorry Faja um yeah so are there any types of haunted houses story-wise that like you just don't find effective? Great question. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of things you can do with haunted houses that will either work for some people, but not for others. So, okay. Um, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this one. Ooh, controversy. Yeah. So I feel like, okay, if you're doing a haunted house. Yeah. First and foremost rule, stick to a theme. Okay? 100%. Because I've seen haunts that just don't have a theme and they just kind of throw a mishmash of stuff that they think is scary into a house. Yeah. Um, or I guess in a maze, which is fine. And like I get it. Some places don't have a budget to completely theme out a place entirely. And they're but just trying it out. But if you're going to do a theme like in a room, go balls to the wall with it. Yeah, like, especially if you're going to promote... Like that type of a theme. Yeah. Um, And if like you have to do a mishmash, Mm -hmm. at least have some kind of story to explain the the mishmash. To have the connection between the two. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just for people like you and me Mm -hmm. and we're the like top consumers, (laughs) I would assume. And I'm assuming other people who are listening are like 
heavy consumers of the haunted attraction world. Yeah. Um, it be it's boring. It's boring. Yeah. And I know that a lot of home haunts can't afford that, and that's fine. Yeah. But home haunts I find are really catered to like the community. Yes. And family, and that's great. Yeah. I'm not coming for home haunts. No. Okay? No. Also, shout out to home haunts if you're going to turn your house into a home. Hell yeah. Like a haunted house. We're like, here for it. Impressive. Love you guys. Um, but if you're like a pro haunt, yep, and you're making money off of people coming to your haunt, yeah, and whatever, or even if you're like, I don't know, like a like a semi pro kind of haunt, like you dedicate a lot of time and space to making a haunt, yeah, put a theme to it, yes, put a theme. Number one, okay. Number two of my biggest like that doesn't work kind of thing is not how do I put this is allowing your scare actors to deviate from that theme. So say you have set up a scene that is traditionally like, uh, you know, a Victorian house. Yeah. Where everything's super Gothic and whatever. And then you throw in a clown like that. I've seen it. It's so it's weird. Combobulating. And it throws you out of out of the entire experience. Like you're supposed to be suspending reality. Yeah. Right. At least that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Because that's how you get a good scare. Yeah. And for a lot of people that would work because it's just it's a scare. It's loud. It's exciting or whatever. Like that's your easy. it's, It's your jump scare. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, simple, simple. But for like. I'm going to guess about 80% of your clientele, they're going to go through and they're just going to be confused. Sure, they might get scared, yeah, but it's not going to make sense. They're yeah. going to be like, what the hell? There's a clown, but this room does not fit that But theme. this is like a seance room kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I... No, I get it because like I hate... <laughs> Every time. Every time. Mr. Hello, Lucifer, Lucifer wants to come join in the, on the oh. action again. What an adorable cat. If you don't know who Lucifer is, um, he is Courtney's cat and justifiably named Lucifer because he's a little bit of a hellion, but he's got the most adorable mustache and boot booty paws that you're just, you can't, yeah, you can't be mad at him. I've probably posted about him a couple of times. But oh, hundred percent. He's an adorable little floof. Yeah. No, but okay. To get back on yeah. track. Sorry. Sorry, little man. Um, as someone who is very scared or actually I can't say I'm very scared anymore. I am still scared of clowns. They still make me yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily super scared anymore. No. Um, but back in the day I was terrified mm-hmm. as you know, mm-hmm. refusing to work any type of yeah. haunt that revolved around clowns. Um, if I was in a Victorian style or a medical style or any type right. of um, like haunt that wasn't, clown or circus like and i saw a clown in the middle of it yeah it may make me jump for a second but it would make me really confused and question it and personally i that's what i would be focusing on for the rest of the haunt instead of enjoying what is actually yeah there in front of me so just like cohesiveness i guess is like my biggest pet peeve yeah um but like in terms of like actual themes i don't think are effective uh, it's just how it's done right like any theme you could make anything scary yes it's just how you do it yeah and it may work for some people it may not work for any people because i remember <laughs> and i know someone who's going to be listening to this is going <laughs> to giggle about this i know someone who really wants like an underwater house 
and someone told them that okay. it wouldn't work. Um, you can make it work. Yeah. I, I 100% know you can make that work. It's just about how you go about executing it. Yeah. You can literally make anything scary. Totally. I mean, I'm already visualizing it in my head where it's like, because I've never seen an underwater haunt myself. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have the correct, like, production design, if you have the correct type of, like, structure, yeah. um, like, you could even start, like, where people are up high and when they enter, they have to go down. Yeah. You can make it a ship rep. rep wreck oh yep. wow i can't say that yep. word um <laughs> theme like one of the scariest movies for me growing up mm. um that i used to watch on the tbs superstation yes was ghost ship yeah and like that was that shit was scary was yeah so you can make it work so i'm a firm believer that you can make anything work yeah. it's just a matter of how you do it yeah. and how you execute it because there you could have the greatest idea for like a demon house yeah and statistically that should be like your scariest thing or like zombies yeah. or clowns or whatever fears that people have that are like statistically a higher fear like a higher yeah what's the word i'm looking at a higher uh, population to fear ratio yeah um and it could still suck yeah like example when we went to Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. and we went to um, sad there, <laughs> no, it was it was great, it was, but I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, and that one was sad. The, we went into one of their um, Halloween houses, like literally. It was from one of the Halloween movies. I can't remember which one it was supposed to be. I I think it was, it's it, was honestly it because it was. I can't remember. It was a little bit of like resurrection slash. H2O. Yeah. Slash. It was really weird. The first. Like, that's one of the things that was, like, discombobulated is they they had a theme, but it wasn't super cohesive. Yeah. And so, like, I just remember because we were, like, really excited for it. Yeah. And we were like. Well, Michael Myers is my favorite. Yeah. And we were like, he's scary. It'll be exciting. Yeah. And it was the worst haunt of the night. I was so sad. I mean, I enjoyed it because I was just happy to see a good old Michael Myers. Yeah. But. I I think I only jumped once, and yeah. that was because the dude yeah. came from above the wall. Yeah, over like over the overhanging wall. Yes, yeah, and like stabbed down in front of us. And yes. I was like, I jumped because no one's expecting something to come from no. over a wall at you, <laughs> which is a great. That was a great execution, totally. But everything else of that house was really lackluster. Yeah, and of course it got other people, which is fine. But overall, the theming was not there yeah like and that was disappointing because it's coming from universal Mm -hmm. um and i remember that night a haunt that we had underrated insidious yes was the best oh my god and it was all in execution it was darker lit the red oh my gosh the red lighting everywhere and just the timing was so good they got me even before we even got into the house i remember that and like it got you, yeah. and then suddenly it got me, and then every five seconds it felt like we were getting scared. Yeah, I like I I actually had to close my eyes at yes. one point and yes. ask you lead me through the house, and I kept jumping and laughing and doing that thing that I love where people are like, "Oh my god, yeah. shit, <laughs> I gotta get out of here." So like. Anything can be scary. It's just execution. Exactly. Yeah. And things that you think are going to be scary. Like, Michael Myers terrified me growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't, I would watch a Halloween movie and then I would not be able to go outside because I'm like, no, no, he's, he's behind those bushes (laughs) waiting. He's behind that bush right there. (laughs) 
Um, I think one of the things that I, well, before I get onto that, I'm actually really curious is like, why did that person think that the underwater haunt wouldn't work? I can't remember the reasoning. Oh, that's sad. But we should ask him. Yeah. Jacob. <gasps> Jacob, why do you think underwater world would not work? Jacob. Oh, I'm sad now. <laughs> tisk, tisk, sir. Tisk. He was tisk. the one who was telling uh, one, another one of our friends that it would not be like scary. Like that wouldn't be scary. Like, sure, Jacob, that could not be scary for you. We get it. Ooh. You're brave. Well, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. like, realistically, if you think about the ocean. Like, a lot of people have a fear of the, like, the deep. The deep or the open water. Well, it's unexplored. Yeah. It's an unexplored world. And they are finding weird, very yes. large creatures okay. all the time. <laughs> have you ever seen a picture of an anglerfish? Is that the one with the light? Yeah. Yeah, those are scary. Have you seen how big they are? No. They're giant. Oh, I don't. Oh, she's. Oh, God, she's bringing up the Google. Because this is integral. Very off topic. Have you ever seen what they considered a blobfish? Yeah. Did you know that they don't actually look like that until you scare the crap out of them? They actually look completely different. And then if like if you if you if they rise too high or if you scare them too quickly, um, they end up like turning into what we consider the blobfish. They're actually very cute fish beforehand. Right, right. Yeah. I'm looking at this. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, is that real or is that a mechanical one? That's, I, I think that's like a, a model. Oh, okay. So like based off of like skeleton and yeah. stuff. fossils. But like, holy fuck. They're giant. I never thought that they were that big, but they're that big. Like, so, okay. Seeing that in Finding Nemo would not be the same as seeing no. that in real life. <laughs> no. The teeth on that thing. Yeah. So like, that's terrifying. And then if you think about like the largest like octopus or something. What about that giant squid that they've only seen like three times? Oh, yeah. Like real life is terrifying. The fact that we need to put it into haunted houses. Like that's why I think a lot of the time that people enjoy uh, like realistic like Amityville horror yeah. or um, a Victorian style or a medical ver like haunted house or anything like an asylum or anything like that. I think that's why those are so scary is because they're so close to reality yeah i do think oh, jesus what is that squid <laughs> yeah they're giant squids those are giant squids and those things are legit squids and snakes are just like i'm like they're I love animals love creatures mammals amphibians all that kind of stuff um don't need nor want to be wrapped up no. and strangled by one <laughs> And, like, that's the thing is, like, there's creatures in the ocean that we just don't know about. So it's, it, it can be scary. Absolutely. Um, I saw this creature. Again, this is completely off topic. But I saw this creature of, um, like, an, an alligator. Mm -hmm. But it was an alligator in, like, oh, my God, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But it was, anyways, the snout of it wasn't as wide as, like, a regular alligator. Right. And it was super thin, thin, like um, like a swordfish. Oh, and long, right? But jagged teeth. So they said it was easier to like clamp and hold, mm -mm. but it's also more dangerous because the teeth are more exposed as right, well. Right. Terrifying. Yeah, I don't like that. No. Um. So okay, reverse question. Yeah. Um. When I say reverse, I mean I'm just gonna ask to you me. A question. <laughs> <laughs> so like. For you, yeah. what do you find are like, because you asked me, like, what are the 
things and themes that I find ineffective. What do you find ineffective? Because I know I'm a lot harder to scare yeah. at this point. I would say you're... I have, I've gotten medium hard to scare. Yeah. I'm so yeah. proud of myself. You're not my easy mode anymore. No, no. Because now it's like now I'm, I expect more because of working it so long. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, things I don't enjoy. Honestly, I don't enjoy mazes. And I don't know if it's, if it's too open. Now, when you say maze, mm-hmm. because like in the States. Yeah. They call their haunted houses, like what we would, like our haunts. Yeah, like inside that like would, a house. That's what they would call a maze. Okay. Are you talking like I'm talking a like corn a, maze? Like a corn maze okay. style, um, corn optional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like corn. Um, but it's a, yeah, I, I just, I'm not a fan because I'm a, I'm a type of person that really likes patterns. Mm. So I'm, if I'm in a maze, I'm actually working out just how to get through it right or to get to the center right um and it's not really scary for me because i'm I'm expecting that there's going to be people right around the corner whether they're scary people or not mm-hmm. um so i'm always like more self-aware in that type of situation right you're um, not really letting yourself experience it then. exactly so that's just i think that's just more of a personal thing mm. um plus i find it's harder to maybe decorate or to get a real theme in an actual like kind of corn maze unless you're doing like a I'm a farmer who's gone nuts or yeah feels liberated and wants to steal your heart kind of thing right um has a pitchfork yeah um <laughs> but that's that's kind of scary um <laughs> just a pitchfork coming around at you the entire time um yeah so those ones don't do anything for me and then um also, ones that are based off of, I think, fears. Mm. Like, specifically, if you go to a haunted house where it's like, oh, this is all of the greatest fears out there. <laughs> um, that does zero for me. Uh, again, it would probably be better if it's, like, executed properly. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I personally haven't gone to one that has been properly executed. Um, but... But, but but it's just because some people are afraid of the dark. Right. 100% valid. Great. Some people are afraid of spiders. What up? That's me. Um, But it's like, if I'm going to go from something that, like, I find genuinely comfortable, mm. like, some people are scared of thunder and lightning. Again, a very valid fear. I yeah. find so much comfort in thunder and lightning that if you're going to take me into a thunder and lightning room and then I'm going to turn a corner and all of a sudden be in spiders or, or vice versa, I'm going to be in spiders and then be in thunder and lightning. My emotions and my fear are going to have such whiplash that I'm just not, I'm going to, I'm going to tune out completely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of goes back to my statement earlier about Mm -hmm. like, keep the theme cohesive. Exactly. And like, I feel like with fear type haunts, like that are, based entirely on like individual fears yeah um not like a cohesive haunt solely on one, one fear. fear yeah it's like multiple it, i think you need to give it air to breathe yes so uh, like what you're saying going from one room immediately into another where it's something completely different yeah you need kind of like a palate cleanser yes um whether that's like a dark hallway or whatever i think it would work it 
better. Yeah. And lighting would be incredibly integral in that. 100%. And then also your character development, because obviously you're going to have actors because you can't just have like a haunted house without actors. Well, you'd hope so. You would hope. Um, Or like at minimum badass animatronics. Yeah. Um, But you need to like really pay attention to your character development and what goes into those rooms because that would also help elevate yep. the theming of that room exactly and it's, it's again like we've said we're gonna we sound like broken records and it's yeah. not to say that these can't be done and they can't be done well i just currently haven't found that type of house that's done it well well yeah like not to say that it's not scary no like no, some like, people can find that scary absolutely but people will pee their pants who knows they'll have a great time absolutely and some and maybe you know what maybe it's more of an informational thing to other people where they're like oh i didn't know that some people were so scared of the dentist yeah or whatever um yeah so it's just i mean it's really but like it does it does nothing yeah for me yeah unfortunately yeah yeah i also, I, also, just on a side note, one haunted house that I just don't <clears throat> want to go into mm. is like the the asylum or medical type of houses. Yeah, I'm kind of over that trope. Yeah, it's one, it's been done a lot. Yeah. But two, it's more of like a personal, I have a lot of family who work in medicine. Mm. Um, my parents, my mom like ran the emergency room growing up. My mm. dad was a deputy fire chief and a, and a, a paramedic. They're both yeah. retired now, yeah. living their best life. Yeah. But my sister-in-law, she is a nurse yeah. and maybe it's just the climate of the world, but I just, I don't find that stuff scary because it hits home yeah. too little, much. That it's too close. It's a little too, it's like, it's more sad than anything. Yeah. And well, also like with the like asylum type themes, mm-hmm. it's very insensitive. Absolutely. A lot of the times, like uh, when I was young and dumb. Yeah. Um, before we knew better. Before we knew better. Like, yeah, that was scary because like we didn't really think, nobody talks about mental health in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, like as we do now, yeah. comparative to like, back when we first started getting like into 10 haunted years houses. ago yeah and like 10 years ago doesn't feel that long <clears throat> pardon me but the the climate of mm-hmm. the world has changed in terms of like actually speaking of mental health and calling out yeah. things that are inappropriate yeah and like you know at least having some sympathy and empathy and compassion for people who actually have these you know, mental health issues. Absolutely. And so like when we're kind of poking fun of it in the haunted attraction industry, we're probably going to get a lot of flack for this, but I don't care. That's okay. Um, like poking fun of it is just like, it feels wrong and demoralizing at this point because like there's so many other things that you can do that are much more scary and don't hurt anybody. Yeah. And it's, I think there is a way to do those types of haunts in a good, like, I guess, appropriate manner. Yeah. Um, but, like, maybe don't go up to a character and say, well, you're schizophrenic, so go be scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's okay. Like, uh, like, I get where it the idea comes from, mm. but who says schizophrenia is even scary it's just one of those things it's like outdated doesn't really need to be visited anymore um in my personal opinion and if it does do something new yeah try something new figure out a way to make it 
like weirder. Like, I mean, we could go back to the storyline of like Michael Myers yeah. when he, you know, is in uh, a clinic. Yeah. And he or, or like it's how do I put this where, where he gets out and it's like a serial killer type. Yeah. Trope. It's it's not not that, not he he always was a serial killer and he was just in an institution to keep himself and others safe. Yeah. But no matter what, he was always going to kill someone. Yeah. And it wasn't because he had a mental illness. It no. was just him as a person was going to do yeah. that kind his of thing. His core values say yeah. I'm going to kill this person. His moral his moral compass was <laughs> different than most other people. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, that is a mental health issue on its own. Yes. But that's like a whole other can of worms that we won't get into. And a whole other podcast that we would need way more research and degrees to actually yeah. be able to I'd, like talk about I need properly. to call up a friend about that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Phone a friend. <laughs> need a lifeline. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's ways to do stuff that's like scary without like poking fun at people. Yeah. And poking fun at their like, at their issues that they are actively going through that could be triggering yeah. to some people. Yeah. Like, we get it. There's always going to be something controversial in the haunted haunted house industry. Absolutely. And that's like and that's kind of the nature of the beast. Yeah. But like there's ways to do it that aren't completely insensitive. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. That's D- that's this. That's the general sense. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, Simple. And I, I honestly think that if you did like a haunted house like hospital thing where, you know, there was like some kind of gas leak and an entire explosion in a hospital happened and yeah. now everyone's like half burnt and they're just like trying to bring you in and like they're they're trying to bring you in and kill you so that they can steal your flesh so that they can leave the ho- the hospital that is a great idea for a haunted house yeah, there you go um, you're welcome yeah someone build that and just credit me okay thanks <laughs> yeah there's ways that you can build a storyline that doesn't like harm anybody's like personality exactly or well i'm, I'm not personality but their inner self their stuff yeah like I wake up in the mirror and do that to myself anyways. So yeah. I don't I don't need a haunted house to remind yeah. me of that. <laughs> <laughs> we all have issues, man. <laughs> and we just channel ours into scary things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, okay. <laughs> so what do you think is a solid like way to develop character for a haunted house? Mm. Well, and you like all that's a very vague question but if you had to choose a character that you would have enjoyed playing in the past Mm. what is like some of the techniques or exercises or what research have you done to develop that character okay um well number one is like hopefully your haunt would have at minimum yeah a semi like story background okay you can pull from for that haunt right hopefully hopefully if not Mm -hmm. I would suggest going through the haunt itself. Yep. Lights on or not. Yep. Up to you. Both even. Both experience the vibe, understand the house because it now is a living, breathing thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Treat it as such. Yes. Um, because it's now your story. Right? It's now your home. It's your home for however long. So you kind of have to ground yourself into it mm-hmm. and you can understand the vibe because there's going to be music there's going to be noises there's going to be animatronics that you can look at um kind of take notes of everything yeah like mentally or actual actual notes actual notes bring out a notebook yeah why not um or i guess write on your phone because that's the day and age we live in yeah and like okay so no story yeah go through your haunt even if there is a story go through your haunt oh god yeah that's like 
Anything and everything you can grab from around you develops a character. Like yeah. if you look in your own house, yeah. the objects, like your furniture yeah, describes your who you are, yep. your your decorations, your the the clothes you buy, everything is going to tell outside people yeah. about who you are. Totally. Um, so that would be like one-on-one. Yep. Uh, step two mm-hmm. would be, um, I guess, kind of uh, either researching storylines that are similar to your haunt yep, or kind of sitting in it. Okay. I think, um, not. I wouldn't say meditating on it, but... Though you could. Though you could. Yeah. But like really thinking through it and understanding it and I'm just trying to think of like all the things that I used to do um because I know that I would like read a lot of stories yeah um and I would like even when I was in the haunt like as I'm developing it I would like play with my body language a lot yeah um especially when I'm first like learning that character yeah and over time like if you're a newbie yeah it's it's hard at first. 100%. Um, but once you become, like, really accustomed to, like, the process yeah. of being a haunt actor, it gets quicker. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, playing with body language and, like, if you guys have, like, a show run where it's, like, a rehearsal, yep. that's really helpful um, because then you can put on the costume, you can put on the makeup, and you can kind of see yourself changing. Yep. Um, because your face is no longer your face. It's your it's, dress rehearsal. It's your dress yeah. rehearsal. So you're like seeing the different part of you. Oh, yeah. And so that kind of helps. Um, I do know that some people have done like the mirror um, yes. uh, work where yep. they like sit and look at themselves in the mirror and they like play the character and then they adjust as they see fit. Um, I also know that there's been like group <laughs> work. Yep. Where you're with your haunt characters. Yes. And you play off of each other in your character. That's my favorite way to help totally. new people. Yeah. Like get into character. Yeah. Because when we would do training, we would like send them off. Yeah. Into like their little groups with yeah. their little haunt. With their with their little house Specifically supervisors. Specifically our roaming. Yeah. Our roaming teams. Because it's, yeah, because you've got your in-house characters, which is a little different because in-house characters you really get a room to develop on yeah so you get like if you're in a kitchen or a bedroom or a basement you really get something to work off of yeah and that helps develop your character and where they are but it's like if you just have haunted actors who are hanging out in a park or outside of a haunted house in the lineup like line characters exactly it's so much different because you don't necessarily have like props or artwork or animatronics animatronics you have to really have your character it has to be is everything yeah. yeah um so like working with your partners mm-hmm. or your group is really integral yeah. um because like you can play off of them and like if they're doing something sometimes you kind of want to do the polar opposite yeah um because that's like those connections really are really they're really in- interesting they right? are um, it's like magnets either attracting or like repelling and it's exactly. interesting to see how they work. Exactly. So I think there's that. And then a lot of improv yes. is really integral, which is really hard. So it's it, it, like not everyone can do that. No. Um, but it's, it's fun to try and play along. Yeah. And just remember the most important thing in improv is always say yes. Yes. 
Yes, let's. Yes, yes let's. <laughs> a great game <laughs> to play. That was a great game to play, yeah. Um, um, and then mm. there's also the game uh, Yes And. Oh, yeah, that you add on to it yeah. continuously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was one that we played all the time? It was... Um, Oh, it was the game where you would say, like, I'm doing oh. insert action here. And then the person had to the do. So person A would say, I am playing basketball. So person B would jump in and would start playing basketball. And it's, what are you doing? Yes. And oh, then, yes. And then person A would be like, what are you doing? And then person B who's playing basketball would be like, I'm brushing my teeth. And then person A would take on that yeah. character. That yeah yeah that whole it's like yeah. really on the top and then if you don't know what you're saying you have to jump out and then another person jumps in yes so those kind of exercises are really integral for haunt characters mm-hmm. because you literally have like a split second to determine what you're going to do as yeah. people are coming in your room and if it's like a really busy haunt you have less than that yes so that is incredibly integral to character development. Yeah. It gets you it gets you out of your head and yeah. just I I feel it Play. makes you embody yeah. the character because you when you're just being your regular self on the street or when you're hanging out with friends, you're not uh, that's not true. I'm up in my head all the time. <laughs> but you're not usually up in your head yeah. thinking about like how do I sit in this chair? Yeah. Um but as an actor when you're taking on a character that's not who you genuinely are, mm-hmm. you're thinking, how would this person respond? Right. Um, and with different type of games like that, it gets those actors out of their head so that they can just like have fun, just react. Yeah. I remember one time I had this actor, he was standing next to one of those um like elevator rides mm. as a scary person and he thought that this was just the funniest thing in the world. And I still think it's hilarious, but he was just having a conversation with this person as they're sitting on the ride, waiting to be shot up into the air. Yes. And he had the timing down on his, on when that ride would shoot up. Right. And I remember he looked at the care at the um, guest and right before they were about to shoot up, he heard the sound starting to go on the ride. And he was like, Hey, did that screw fall out of your chair? And then <laughs> up, they that person in the ride went. And oh. he, he only used it once in a while, oh but he was like, in that moment, he was like, this would be so funny and terrifying. Brutal. But it works. Amazing. But yeah. it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, <laughs> those kind of things are funny. And like, it's unexpected things, yeah. right? That really get you. Um, one thing that I did one time. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just tell you one of my own stories. Please I, do. I love this story, and I have no idea how I got away with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to be good. You know it. She's already laughing. So I was playing, like, a doctor character one time, and so I was, like, kind of embodied, like, a Beetlejuice-type character. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I just... It's fun. Right? Oh, Beetlejuice is so fun. So... I'm talking like a weirdo, like Beetlejuice, right? And for whatever reason in my brain, I got the bright idea to start offering free liposuction. Okay. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> okay. Again, no idea how I got away with this. So I'd be like having a general conversation with people because like how I start my character interactions is yeah. I'm just having a conversation. Yeah. But I'm in character. Yeah. And I remember saying to like these middle-aged women, like, so ladies are you looking for any type of surgeries? I got your surgeries. And I'm like pulling out my 
like my jacket. There's nothing in my jacket, like but you're I'm like a guy on the street selling some fake Rolex. Yeah, I'm like I got lipo. I got like I don't know what else I was saying, but butt lipo was stuff. Yeah. yeah, I got I got lip injections, butt injections. What do you What do you want? Right, like <laughs> just being a general. Like, <sighs> oh my god. Um, and so I just remember these ladies being like. Like, they were asking questions about my procedures. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so what's your main, like, how do you do your liposuction? Yeah. And just, like, without thinking, I just went, shop vac. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they were just like, what? What the heck? They just didn't know how to respond. And then I remember one of them being like, okay, so how do I get into this? How do I get on a point with you yeah. and then I pointed over to the giant line of yeah. the house and I said get in that lineup I'll see you in two hours oh my god <laughs> and, and they went and got in line like, oh that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> so it was just one of those things that just like it worked yeah. because I allowed myself to like sit in the character yeah. and just like commit a hundred percent yeah and also with that character I was asking people for their arms yeah because like why not? Why not? Yeah. I was like, hey, can I have your arm to this one guy? It's so stupid. And he was like, well, I'm using it. I was like, no, you're not. Like, you're clearly, you're clearly not. Clearly, it's <laughs> just hanging there. And he's like, but I need it to write. I was like, Are, do you need to write right now? And he's like, well, no. And I was like, so give me your arm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just, any excuse people gave me yeah. i was like no nah, not good enough give me yeah <laughs> like, that's mine now to that's the point mine. where it became really weird and then they'd get awkward and then they'd just like run away oh, or just like back away and look like, back at you and be like that's that's not a real doctor i don't think <laughs> <laughs> that person doesn't have a phd <laughs> do not i do not uh, there is no md behind that so name. <laughs> so i think if you allow yourself to like sit back into mm-hmm. the character and allow yourself to be silly, allow yourself to like go into it without yeah. hesitation. Yeah. You will do fine. Yeah. Obviously there is that fine line. Yeah. Of like that you kind of have to teeter on of like is this appropriate? Is this not appropriate? That's a big thing. Yeah. Especially depending on the type of haunt you're in cuz it's like Yeah, cuz like there are some extreme haunts where you can really get away with I mean, there's extreme, and then there's there's extreme. Yeah, um, like the ones that are um, that you're speaking of as extreme. Oh God, are are the ones that are like 18 plus? Yeah, you can swear. Yeah, and maybe like you touch. Can, you can get away with certain things, and you can yeah. yell things because yeah. it's like you pay that extra money to go into a haunted house to really get scared to you know not have to deal with someone who instead of saying like. Oh, I'm I'm gonna get you. You better run away, you little scallywag. It's like um, someone will be like, "I'm gonna fucking gut you." Like, there's yeah, a yeah, difference yeah. There's between a, that. There's a there's whole different line. <laughs> so, like, yeah, depending on where you work, yeah, yeah, there's it, a fine line. Absolutely, but. and then and then it's completely. Uh, no, I wouldn't say completely different character development. Like, the core is always gonna be the same. Yeah, like you need to know. Um, like when I went to acting school, when we were developing just characters for like film and TV, it really was the simplest thing to start was with who, what, when, where, why. Yeah, absolutely. Who are you? Like what, what around you helps identify mm-hmm. your character mm-hmm. when, so like obviously the timeline, because 
if you're in a Victorian era, you're not going to like walk around like someone who is a 90s supermodel style kind of thing, right? right Completely right. different walk aesthetic, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, where like the, not just like, are you inside, outside? Is it a house? It is a warehouse building. Um, and why? And it's like, why are you there? Yeah. Like what, like, are you dead? Are you about to die? Are you doing the killing? Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into what a character is. Yeah. Like what places you in this moment in time, in this specific time. And uh, for some people, um, as characters that changes Mm -hmm. from night to night, Mm -hmm. um, when I would develop a character, one of my favorite characters to develop was, um, a woman who had her, her rough story was she had passed away Mm -hmm. and was brought back to life. Right. Um, but when she came back, she didn't come back with full brain function. Yeah. Um, it was a reanimation. Yeah, it was a reanimation, but she didn't come back 100% complete. Right. So I took that and I really kind of fed on, not that she was quote unquote crazy, but it's like, okay, so it's it's not that she's like half of her brain is gone. It's like she only has certain things that she can mentally handle at a time. Right. Um. So I'm actually the type of person who is... I wouldn't say I'm full method. Like I'm not a Meryl Streep type of method actor. Right. But I'm definitely someone who embodies it more so. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know it can be annoying for some people when coming at a character because it takes me a little bit longer. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we used to live together, Courtney and I. And let's just say when I would do plays, I'd come home and she'd be like, you were that uh, character tonight. And I was like, yes. She was like, Okay, I'm going to go watch TV and I'm just like, I'm just going to sit in my room with a single candle lit while I think and ponder life's ponder life's consequences. Yeah. Um, but I tend to find other characters mm. um, or people um, or instances and I take little things from each area that I like mm-hmm. or that I find works with that character. Right. So for that um, reanimated character who came back to life. I really drew from this wonderful character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Drusilla. Okay. I'm not sure how many people know. I mean, if you don't know, yeah, you should know. Sorry. I'm just saying, if you don't know, go find out. Okay. Anyway, she was a fantastic actress mm. who, again, she had not fully... Like, she wasn't fully aware and she wasn't fully there, but she was this beautiful character who had um, empathy and sadism and, like, it was great. She was a vampire. She was evil, but she also had this really lovely, soft, tender side. Right, okay. Which went back and forth like a light switch. She went from a crazy maniac to this lovely little girl who played with dolls. Right, okay. And I really liked that because the character was a mom that I was playing. Okay. So I would go back and forth from, like... I'm going to suck out your soul and I'm going to deliver it to the heathens to all of a sudden. But don't you want to go pick flowers in the Mm. garden afterwards? So it was like really back and forth. So I would draw from that. Um, And I, I would do that with like demon Mm. characters too. Um, So if, if it was someone who maybe you were playing like kind of um, 
I want to say Death Eater, but that's not it. It's like actually just Death Grim Reaper. There's okay, the word. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's that black cloak thing. Found so it's it. like if you're playing, <laughs> if you want to like, if I was playing the Grim Reaper, it wasn't just, okay, my job is to go get dead people. It was like, okay, so what can I take from that? Do mm-hmm. I have a backstory? How did I become the Grim Reaper? Do I have any comedy in me? Am I like, am I like, a grim reaper like from the show dead like me right or am <laughs> i a grim show. reaper from like family guy or yeah, just yeah. um like the one that doesn't talk and just yeah doom and gloom like from um from scrooge mm-hmm. right where he's just all he does is like point you down to where your coffin is yeah yeah um so it, uh, for me it's i pick and choose what's out in the world mm-hmm. and i take it on and sometimes things don't work yeah, like so, like sometimes you want to go be a red devil, and you realize that picking dandelions doesn't necessarily work <laughs> to scare. No, <laughs> surprising. Who who would have thought? But if you are a red devil and you're picking like weeds out of a cemetery, yeah, that's a little bit more it's a little weird, a little bit more unsettling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do to like heighten your character and like. I just feel like once you're doing it, you learn a lot. Like after one night, mm-hmm. you'll learn more about your character um, in the span of like five minutes. Yeah. Like really quickly. Yeah. And you also find like what works, what doesn't work. Because yeah. with traditional acting, mm-hmm. comparative to haunt acting, yes. it's <laughs> essentially like performance art. 100%. Um, because you kind of have to, well, not kind of, you do have to adjust yourself to the public yep. because you're dealing with so many people in a very small amount of time. Yeah. Um, so you find quickly what works and what does not work yeah. with that character and how it translates yeah. to the guests and their experience. And it can be so unsettling because it's like you could do the same thing five nights in a row mm-hmm. and it gets good scares or good reaction every time. And then on like that sixth night, all of a sudden it just bombs. It bombs completely. And it, it, it could be maybe that just doesn't work for the character anymore or it could just be the crowd too like being on stage as you're saying with like performance art there could be times that people are running through uh, a stage production a musical and it's a hit mm-hmm. and then it could just be an off night and all of a sudden like you don't get any laughs you don't get any cheers or There's anything nothing, like that like no vibe and and sometimes it's just that's not based on who you are and what you've developed as a character it's yeah. just sometimes Sometimes it's an off night. Shit happens. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's, here is the ultimate question. Okay. What are some of the worst things you have heard? And I'm not talking, like, derogatory or anything, like, homophobic, racist, or anything like that. Though those should those never be said in a haunted house. Don't I'm putting my foot down on that now. I hate it. Also, also themes that are homophobic racist uh culturally appropriative um culturally inappropriate yeah and inappropriate um but like like cultural appropriation type themes stop it yeah cut it out no like i have never gone to one of those i'm pretty sure and if i ever have i've walked out pissed off yeah but i have no recollection of ever going to any of those because i never would no like who stop it I'm, i'm gonna get angry if we get on that topic stop it Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> so aside from all of the horrendous things that some people like to do, um, what are some of the worst things you have heard in a haunted house, whether it's a sound effect or 
uh, an actor uh, scarer saying something. Oh, Lordy. I know um, there's so much. Well, there's like, can we just start off with the classic boo? Yeah, stop it. <laughs> I literally, like, her my face is so, like, <laughs> it was just a fuck off stop. That's what her I face was. Literally, literally have contemplated firing people for saying boo and probably have. Is there is there any time where someone has said boo that you've been like, oh, that worked? Yes. Yeah. And it's usually when someone's playing like a, a little a little kid character. Yeah. And they're like hiding behind like a curtain or yeah. something. And they come out and say, boo. So it's and more of like a playful thing. It's a playful thing, but then it turns sinister. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the context. Yes. Right? Context is everything. Um, but I hate it. I still hate it. It's not like a top choice. We would never no, recommend it. Like I, I hate it. If you can say anything other than boo, like literally anything other than boo. Would you prefer boo or get out? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Tough my questions. insides just, oh, um, the rage. Can I say neither? <laughs> no, I'm going to make you choose one or the other. Shit. Okay. Um, I guess get out is a little bit more, um, What's the word? It's less stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. I was like trying to be smart about it. I can't be smart about it. It's less stupid than boo. Yeah. Because boo is what like your significant other does to you when you've like walked out of the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Anybody can do it. It's not scary. When, when I hear boo, honestly, I think of the Christina Ricci version of Casper. Yes. Where they tried to scare with boo, but it didn't work. And it's, I'm like, oh, it's adorable. <laughs> it's campy. It's stupid. I hate it. There's so many other things you could say. Like, no no slack to, like, the five-year-olds who use that to scare their parents. Yeah, you know what? That is a good base when you're that age. That's the only exception. Yeah. Is when you're a kid. Yeah. And you're just being a kid. And that's, you know, like your first word. Um, boo. Um, okay. So, so Get Out's bad. Get Out is yeah. bad because great movie, bad thing to say in a haunted house. Yes. So actually fucking fantastic movie. <laughs> Sorry. It's a whole other thing. It's an incredible <laughs> movie. So the, the term get out in yeah. a haunted house is stupid because you're, you're wanting to kill these people. Yeah. A lot of the time, the premise of the house is to get these people in it. And now you're telling them to get out. Yeah. No, stop. Yeah. Stop it. Contrary to your mission and goal. Yeah. Your goal is you want to chop up this person. And, and eat them, maybe. Yeah. Or just, you know, have a nice new hat. Maybe you're wanting to have a nice dinner for them. Yeah. I don't know. With them. Of them. Of them. All of it. Yeah. Or like, maybe you're trying to convince them to stay in your dungeon. Yeah. Maybe you're trying to convince them to come down to the depths, mermaids person. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Your premise of the haunt is not to get people to leave. I mean, yes, it kind of is, but not in that moment because that character should not be asking you to leave. You have to get them to leave without telling them to leave. It's all reverse psychology. It's psychology. 100%. Yeah. You want to scare the crap out of them so that they leave, but, but so don't they come say. Back. Yeah. But don't say it. Because it's stupid. Yeah. And it's overrated. And also, it, also, if you say get out and try to get them to leave, they're not going to. No, they're going to be like, Ooh. oh, what are you going to do? Make me? You can't touch me. You can't touch me. I'm going to stand right here and stare at you no. now. Unless it's one of those, again, extreme haunts where they can touch you. Yeah. That's, and then in which case, you know, sure, say get out. <laughs> yeah. In that case, say get out and they'll be like, make me. And you'll be like, 
Okay. Okay, motherfucker, let's do this. <laughs> oh, that sounds evil. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, so boo and get out. Yeah. On the no-no list. On the no-no list. Um, what, what, what would you? Oh my god. Think is another. It's so hard. There's so many. Um. Oh, I can think of one. Of course you can. Uh, there's. No context wailing. Oh, just like just screeching. <laughs> You're like, the fuck was that? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I just you know, it it's different if you're the ghost from the Christmas past who's got the chains <laughs> and you're see-through and like you're like ah oh, you're gonna get three ghosts who visit you tonight or something like yeah. that like Marley, Marley. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> But, like, if you walk in a room and all you hear is, you're like, that whatever, music man. sounds off. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. What else? Um, obviously, uh, Get Out, that's a horrible one. But I find I have an issue with people who are like, I'm going to get you. And you're like, no, no you're, you're not. I was told the rules at the beginning. You're not allowed to touch me. So you've yeah. got to be a little bit more clever with it. It's, yeah. So that and like the old play with me. Oh, yeah. Play with me. Play with me. Like, okay. So with those types of terms. Yeah. Of like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Or play with me. It's like if you end it there. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. But because it's. You're, you're opening it up for something to happen that you know can't happen. Yeah. So in those instances, mm -hmm. if you use those terms, have a plan. Yes. Of what's going to happen next. Yeah. Because they're listening. Yeah. The guest is listening. And Hopefully. Like with, you know, I'm going to get you. Maybe turn it into, I'm going to get you and I'm going to gut you. Yeah. You better run. Or um, if you do like play with me, be, you can go like, Play with me. We're going to play hide and seek. And when I find you, I'm going to strangle you with your intestines kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was really specific. And then, like, I went right, in, right into that one. <laughs> and then, you know, the doing the old, like, as they're, like, listening to this and then you get ready. You start counting. Yeah. And, and then they're like, like uh-oh. And like, people will get out of that room when that happens. Because yeah. they're like, oh, we have played and I have not agreed to this, but it's happening anyway. We're doing it. We're doing yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's all context-based Yeah. for those two, for sure. Yeah. Um, Like, they're not, like... I'm, they're not like, we're going to hate you forever if you do it, but yeah. I might judge you a little bit. It's a just lot. context. Yeah. It's context. It's just no, like, again, just like haunted houses that can or cannot be scary. Mm. It just depends on how you're doing it. Execution. Yeah. Execution is a big part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then executing someone. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> what, what up? Um, okay. So what is like your favorite things to say ooh, 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 and after you've answered that one mm -hmm. what is the weirdest thing you've heard someone say in a haunt that you were not expecting and you're like what <laughs> okay okay so okay i got a couple of answers for that okay so what was the first question what what okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this one at a time. okay one at a time i can only handle so much so what is your favorite? My favorite thing to like say? Lines or like your go-to favorite that seems to work. Ooh. Um, so if I was playing a kid, yeah. 
I loved making up nursery rhymes mm-hmm. on the spot. Mm-hmm. I could not probably repeat any of them that I have said because they've changed all the time. Right. But I would take something like Ring Around the Rosie or um, like any type. Like sometimes I'd even take like a popular song that would play all the time on the radio and mm-hmm. just change the words a little bit. Right. Um, so like that was always really fun for me because one, the guests never knew where I was going, but also I never knew where I was going. I would just find something that rhymes. Like this is surprising. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> well, that came out a lot more gruesome than I intended. Fun. <laughs> um, so so that's like I, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But then as I was talking about that, one of my favorite characters to play, the one with the, the split personality, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the fact that I could literally – say anything Mm. i could go from something super gruesome and scary to like like i'd be like i'm gonna gut your insides and i'm gonna put it into a stew to all of a sudden to be like but did anyone look at the clock today like it would just be so back and forth yeah that it would freak people out because they're like i don't know what this bitch is saying yeah i don't know what just happened exactly but i'm like it's good Good. I have confused you. Good. It's the confusion. Yeah, exactly. I have set you up to go into the next room and pee your pants. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now you, before we get on to that second question. My favorite. Favorite things to say. Favorite things to say. Anything that's like really offhand. Like my story of yeah. like the liposuction oh thing. Like... <laughs> I have no idea where I came up with that. Like, well, I kind of have an inclination. I'm pretty sure I had watched um a hundred or a thousand ways to die. Nice. Oh, and then someone and died by like liposuction. Th- yeah, but yeah. it was like a in-house like their I friend think did I've it. I've seen that episode. Anyways, so like <laughs> <laughs> it popped into my brain and I just went with it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's things that I like I am not expecting myself to say that end up being the best. Yeah. I remember in the OG house that we used to work in. Yeah. Um, in the nursery. Oh my God. We bring this up like every, every episode. The Probably. nursery. The nursery. It was just such a fun room to but play it, in. But it was. It, um, there's so many things you could do in it. Yeah. So I was playing the character that you were discussing earlier. Yeah. The one who had been reanimated. Actually, no. I was playing the character. No, yes, I was. <laughs> Sorry. Courtney's currently reanimated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I am reanimated. Oh, sad. Oh. Okay. <laughs> See, things can take a dark turn at any point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was playing the character Brienne was discussing earlier. And I remember in this nursery, we had this. I think we've talked about this prop before where it was like a crib. Oh, the, the, the with the animatronic that pops out of yeah. the crib. Which honestly to this day I never knew if it was a skull, if it was a zombie. What was it? Well, it was a skeleton. Okay. Yeah. That's it good had to a know sheet now. On it. it had a sheet on it. Oh yeah. It came up. Anyway. Yeah. The sheet covered a lot, that's why. Yeah. I stared at that thing too long. Yeah. So many times. Okay. Um so was in this room and there used to be like a chair yep. that you could sit in. I think there might still be Anyways. I just think there's something else in it now. Yeah. So you could sit in the chair and um, I just remember I was singing like a lullaby and like pretending like I was holding a baby. 
And then when people would come in, they'd set that off. Yeah. And then I'd just scream about, like, about waking the baby. Like, how dare you wake my baby? Blah, blah, blah. Like, and just absolutely lose, lose it because they woke my baby. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's so simple. Yeah. And just because it's loud and aggressive. But they understand that there was a story there, like, she was singing to the baby. You walk in, you see that. You don't want to disturb the crazy mom. Don't. Don't disturb the lady who yeah. is singing creepily. Yeah. And then suddenly just the flips, like the switch flips. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's terrifying. And then they run off. Yeah. <laughs> like little turkeys. Little <laughs> <laughs> Zoidberg. <laughs> Meandering. <laughs> My favorite part. Yeah. So like, I think it's just stuff that's like kind of un- unexpected, but sometimes it like, good things that are planned like that one was planned yeah um what's another uh i used to give my actors challenges when they were like feeling kind of bored with a character because we spent a lot of time uh because we it was a almost almost year-round haunt yeah so sometimes the actors would get a little bit bored of the characters or stagnant or stagnant and so you kind of want to see some progress or at least you know, add a little life into them. Yeah. It, it helps them like get them out of that funk and also just like, yeah. Helps them through the rest of the day. Yeah. So I once gave an actor a challenge to, I don't know if anybody's seen like arrested development, Heck yeah! but there's that part where they're talking about like how each person in the Bluth family doesn't know what a chicken sounds like and how, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot chicha, chicha, chicha. <laughs> okay. And so, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we'll get into it. So I fucking love that episode. It's Sorry, the greatest Sorry. episode. So I just remember the fight between um, Job and Buster. Yeah, and how Job does the oh yeah, where he does the clapping, and then Buster yells, "Chickens don't clap!" And so I remember saying to this actor, I was like, "You should try and scare people by doing both of those." Yeah. Like do the Job chicken and then and then switch to Buster yeah. being like chickens don't clap. And I was like, bet you can't scare that way. Like try scaring this way, but I don't think you can do it. Like I was a little mean mm-hmm. because I think it was like a dialogue like, oh, I could scare someone that way. I was like, no, you couldn't. Yeah. It's like it's presenting a challenge. Yeah. So yeah. I presented this challenge to this person and they did it. Yeah. And it was incredible. Yeah. Because of course. Yeah. Like that's terrifying. Both of those things. Yes. Like, <laughs> especially if they're being like screamed at you. Yes. <laughs> Chickens don't clap. Like, <laughs> they can if they want to, man. <laughs> Not really. Gah, yeah. gah, 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 gah. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. I used to do the same thing with actors as well. I'd go in and a lot of the time I would give them one word challenges mm. and it would be something like you said, just so off the cuff like I would I remember one time it was I gave them the word ketchup and I was like (laughs) okay you need to use this word in your scares I was like I'm not gonna tell you when I'm coming around but I want to see if you can scare someone by using the word ketchup Mm. and people rose to those challenges just because it's so obscure Mm -hmm. and and you're like how do I do this especially if you're not in the kitchen where you're like I'm going to chop you up and cover you in ketchup kind of thing. Right, right. Um, so if like you're like a like a playing a doll mm. in like a, in like a doll house or something like that. How do you use the word ketchup to scare someone? 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That would be a challenge. But I, I found out that like when you gave people the most obscure things to do. It would work. The most brilliant things yes. came out of it. I got a challenge one time. Yeah. Um, where it was to scare without actually acknowledging the guests. Oh, okay. It was incredibly difficult at first. Yeah. Because I was like, how do I do this? Um, and I was a clown. And I was in like a cage type room yeah. where there were a bunch of clowns in cages. So there were props in like one cage that were like all these clowns. And then there was me yeah. with a couple of dummy clowns. Um, but we were in this cage and there happened to be like a drain kind of like at the front right hand side of mm-hmm. the cage. Yeah. And it happened to be like half in the cage and half in the footpath. Yeah. And so... I decided to name the drain. Okay. The drain's name, I happened to go with Georgie. Oh. I went with Georgie. Georgie. So, Georgie was in the drain. (laughs) (laughs) And Georgie was talking to me. Oh, God. And, um, like... And this was way, I mean, yes, it from the 80s would have been out by then. But, like, this was way before... This was a long time before the new movies had come out. Yeah. And so I just remember, um, like, I think I made up this story about how Georgie was telling me to, like, kill the guests or something. And I kept, like, so I was facing the wall as the guests were coming through. And so they would be, like, I had the cage around me. And so they would be coming through and hearing this dialogue of, like, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it, Georgie. You can't convince me. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm staring at this wall. And then I bust the wall like I slam the wall yeah. with my hand or my leg yeah. and I go and then I go right to the drain like turn around so quickly and then I go Georgie I told you I can't do it and they I would be like smacking at this drain and they're like losing it because it's right at their feet yeah and they're like oh my god oh my god and it worked it worked really well that is so cool a couple people it didn't work on and that's okay yeah I, I don't think I've ever like spoken to a drain but I have done where, like, I play off the animatronics yes. a lot. There was this one flyer that would come out of these French doors in, in, in a room. Mm-hmm. And I, I, oh, my God, I named him George. <laughs> what is up? I'm not even George. kidding. I named him George. And so he would come out, and I would have, like, one of two reactions mm-hmm. when he would come out. It would either be like, oh, look at our guests, George. They've come to play. Let's right. see how long they'll stay. And then it would be like me, like, George, stop scaring our guests. Get the fuck back in your closet. Like, it would be one. And, but like people would freak out because yeah, they'd yeah. be like, why are you talking to this thing that's <laughs> flying in my face? Or what is this thing going to do to me yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I ne- like, I, I, I was about to say, I've never talked to inanimate objects. That's not true. But, but like, you have. I've I've never like done it with like a drain yeah. or like a light, which yeah. is a really cool idea and concept. Yeah, I like I, that. I think um, if you can really think outside of the box, and that whole challenge kind of yeah. taught me something because you don't have to have your sole focus be on the guests. Yeah, and like I had touted that for a long time, but and I had done that practice before, but it yeah. was a good reminder. Um, and a good lesson that you can scare someone without being direct. Absolutely. Right? And of course I had taught yeah. how to scare prior to this. And so like, and I was out of the game. This is like when I had kind of came back and I was asked to scare and I was <laughs> like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll do, I'll do it. And so I'd kind of lost the understanding of like, 
you know, be completely direct. Yeah. And so I think the person who was supervising me at the time saw that I was being a little bit too repetitive. Yeah. Which is another thing that you kind of need to avoid. Yeah. Because just because something works doesn't mean the it's going to work the 50th time. Yeah. Um, and it comes, it becomes repetitive, not only for you, but for the guests. Mm-hmm. And because um, people tend to go through haunted houses multiple, multiple times. times. So if they see it, over and over again, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, I know what's going to happen. And one it's of the scary. best parts is like a character, like you go into a house multiple times. It's like, it's, and it's something different. different. Yeah. Um, and that's something that you want because you want people to come back. Yeah. And so it was a good reminder and a good refresher that you can do things differently and change it up. Yeah. And the dialogue doesn't have to be with the guest. It can be with anything else anything. in your room. Could be with yourself. It could be with yourself. And so like those types of things help yeah. character development it helps story and it's effective yes it's very effective i love that yeah okay i think we have time for one of that last question i can't remember what it was me neither what was it oh what's the weirdest thing oh you've heard like in a haunt oh god character? i mean i've heard a lot of weird things in a haunt yeah a lot of inappropriate things for the type of character I may have been playing. <laughs> um, disclaimer for everyone going to a haunted house. If you see a child character, stop saying inappropriate things. Oh my God. It is disturbing on a not good, scary level. Like yeah. I can't tell you how many times I was dressed up as like a kid with pigtails to try to emphasis the young age. Yeah. And I got just the most gross thing said to me. Gruesome stuff. Just, and like Leave it the alone. best thing I got out of those types of things was someone be like, I want you to be my girlfriend. And like, you'd play along and be like, Oh, I can't. My dad says that he'd murder anyone who wants to be my girl- boyfriend or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, yeah. but like it, it can go really far into yeah. the horrible, horrendous area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are some weird things yeah. I've heard, Yeah. but what in are- a more playful context, um, it would probably just be like the random things that we would tell actors to right, say. Right. Like I, oh, <laughs> okay. We have this friend who just, he is the most lovely bubbly person ever. Mm. Evan, if you're listening. Hi. He, he's the one who did the chicken thing. Yeah, <laughs> of course he was. But I remember one time, I don't even know if he remembers this, mm. but I just, and it's, I can hear his voice in my head. And all I remember him saying was, oh, no, my toenail. <laughs> but that was it. No other content. And it was like after you had just left right. the room. Right, right, right. And it was just, oh, no, my toenail. And for whatever reason, it's I was like so laughing, but then like scared, but also concerned. Because I was really like, gross. what happened to his toenail? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, then you're trying to think about it. You're like, did he rip off his toenail? Did he just stub his toe? That was so funny. Gross. Like, just a random yeah, thing yeah. to say. So I think that's one of the best things I've heard. Mm-hmm. But mostly probably because of the person it came from. <laughs> yeah. That and, of course, my the screw story with, like, oh, no, is that the screw from your chair? And it went straight up. Bing! Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the weirdest for me. Okay, it's not the weirdest I've heard, but maybe the funniest. Yeah. Weirdest thing. Um, was when one of our friends mm-hmm. was playing the little boy character. Yeah. And someone had dropped their pizza. Oh, no. Out front. Oh. Like, face down. Yeah. 
And without skipping a beat, like, before the person could even, like, pick it up. Yeah. He comes shooting out of the front <laughs> section and shoves the whole thing in his mouth and, like, like full-on assert dominance stares at the yeah. person <laughs> in the eye and is just chewing. <laughs> like, that was the weirdest by far. I think <clears throat> if it's... Because in my mind, I'm envisioning two different people doing that. And there's one other... Like, if it's the same person I'm thinking of, he did the, a different thing as like a different character, similar but different. Yeah. He, uh, I, I was, I was just visiting. I was bringing friends to mm. the the haunted theme park, and we were eating these like tater tot things. <laughs> oh yes, it's yeah. the same person. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, because he he tends to be the one involved in food with food. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> So very he, food motivated. Very, very, I mean, come. He works hard and he needs <laughs> yes. that food to keep him going. Because yeah, very high energy. So all of these friends that I brought with me to the haunt, they are very scared. Mm. And so we're eating these tater tots, and he is wearing this mask, like this clown style mask. Mm. And so I'm really comfortable with him. But I was like, here, do you want some food? He's like, yeah, yeah, I totally want some food. So like I fed him some of these tater tots. <laughs> and he was like, ah, it's not what I wanted. So he's like, he's chewed it up, but he didn't swallow. And he <laughs> spits it out onto a public picnic table. Gross. That has not only my friend sitting at, but other friend people sitting. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, ah, I didn't want that. He was like, and then he like looks at us and looks back at the tater tots. He's like, no, I did want that. And picks it back up, puts it in his mouth again, and then eats it. And my friends, like that for them, that was the scariest thing yes, the whole time. That's disgusting. They're screaming in all the haunted houses. But the one thing that we talk about to this day is that clown <laughs> ate those tater tots, spit them out, and ate them again. And I was it's like, so gross. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't understand how he's still alive. Hey, <laughs> maybe this is a phenomenon just for our experiences, but like the amount of food stories we have. Oh my God. It's just too many. Like mini donuts, man. The mini donuts, popcorn on the ground, Ooh. like the amount of stuff that people would eat off the ground. The popcorn. Oh God. Yeah, people would just like take popcorn. Like someone would buy you like a little carton of popcorn you take it and you get so excited that like you're shaking and it's going up and it's everywhere in the yeah. air and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you're like oh my popcorn's on the ground so you get yeah. on your hands and knees and you're eating it yeah i remember <sighs> sticking popcorn in my blood like my fake blood and then oh, yeah. licking it off of my own face yeah like the amount okay we're messed up <laughs> <laughs> i just think it's a suspension of like because you're in the character, yeah. right? So that's what the so character would do. You don't like you don't even and you second don't even guess it. Think about no. it, and so you just do it, and then afterwards you're like, "Wow, that was gross." Yeah, I look like, back <laughs> now, and I'm like, "I've eaten a lot of chips off of the floor." It's not I've, something I'm I've proud of, but of questionable am. things. Yeah, I've had people offer me like food that's probably questionable. Ate it anyways. Yeah. I've, and this goes back to one of the things I'm really not proud of. <laughs> I remember eating like it was chips. It had to be chips. And I remember eating it and it was already wet. And I was like, huh. But I kept going with it. <laughs> and I look back now and I'm like, my mother would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> okay. So those are the weirdest things we've seen at all. <laughs> Um, I think we should wrap it up there. I think so. Oh, God, oh, I'm hungry now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah. We appreciate you. Next 
um, episode is going to be a fun one. I'm not going to say who we no. have on it. but oh, I'm so excited. We have a fun special guest that we're going to have, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, until then, if you guys have any of your favorite scary characters that you have yep. either acted in or you've seen, or if you have seen some really horrendous characters or haunted house stories, mm-hmm. please let us know. And let us know if you agree with our um, story type, like our theme yeah. opinions. Like, you know, start a Not everyone's going to agree, but yeah. it's nice to hear different, like, different ideas and concepts and and like we said before like some things that work for one person doesn't work for another yeah um let us know yeah tell us um maybe you can change our minds yeah Mm. as you know our dms are open if you have any stories that you want to share you can hit us up there are uh form submission like submission forms yeah um, on our link tree that yeah. is on our Instagram bio. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, that's a good p- good place to do it. If yeah. not, our DMs are open. Yeah, check us out at Just Haunted House Things. Yep. Um, and if you want, you can check out our individual profiles. Mine is at Brienne underscore Granger. And mine is at Courtney GRVS. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good luck spelling my name. I want you guys to figure that out yeah. on your own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. And this has been Just, Just Haunted, Haunted House Things. things.